Hey guys, sorry, just want to give a quick preface to this episode. Um, the power went out like four or five times while recording this, so some of the audio is going to be like a little patchy and um, a few times it kind of clips abruptly, so I had to kind of like stitch stuff together and I'm definitely not the best at like audio editing, so uh, I apologize for that. Um, my guest also is in a cast, so there's like a little bit of like a shuffling sort of like scratching noise, so... Bear with me, though. Um, you'll definitely want to still listen to this episode. So thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. You good to you good to time travel a little bit? Sure. Go back. Let's go for it. Go back and back in the. I almost said back in past. Back to the past. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's start with little baby you. Okay. What was kind of like your elementary school life like? Like, do you remember how you, how you were as a kid in elementary school? I remember... I don't remember that much, honestly. I remember being shy all the time mm-hmm. as a kid. Uh, and just, yeah. Like, around, around older people, I was just always very shy. Um... I don't remember too much about how I was like as an elementary schooler cuz I mean until I until about 3rd grade which is when I moved out of the country for a bit. So it was when I when I moved that I remember a lot more from living in uh London for a few years. Mm-hmm. And so that was what I remember from that which is like 3rd grade, 4th grade, 5th grade. Yeah. Uh I don't know, I was just more like as a kid it was just really all about sports and I was I was always very with school at least I was always very I was when I got to London I just remember being very behind in everything because they were the the way their academics work is it's is just a lot more fast-paced with like it's it's a lot different it's a lot it's a different kind of learning yeah so it's instead of the way it is here in in the U.S. it's like it's a lot more learning how to apply your skills, whereas in England, it's all about just knowing facts. So just, it's just all your work is just book work and yeah. just like being able to know, like just, it's just reading info. It's just how, how you can consume information and how much of it you can consume. Yeah. That's gotta be tough. Like doing that transition then. <laughs> I remember it. Cause I remember like in third grade, I would, we were doing like multiplications tables and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like pretty easy stuff with math. And then I got to London and my first day there, they put me in a math and we were, everyone was doing, I mean, we were doing basic algebra and like <laughs> in third grade, yeah, basic algebra <laughs> and like ratios and square roots and all that stuff. And oh I had, my God. I was clueless. That's like what we do in middle school. Easy. Like, oh yeah. You know no. what I mean? Yeah, I, when I came back, Whoa. it was up until about seventh grade. I was, yeah. I, I, up until about like eighth grade. And even Algebra 1, when I took that uh, going into freshman year, it was like, there were certain stuff I still kind of remembered. Yeah. So That's was, so weird. When you came back then, did you feel like you were ahead? Uh, I mean, not necessarily in math. I, I was, I felt like I was ahead in certain stuff, but... I would, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess I felt like I was, math, math has always been my strong suit. Mm -hmm. So I felt more. You felt good about it. (laughs) Yeah. Do you feel like when you went to London, cause I was, I always wonder this if I, I've never moved really. Yep. And I think about this a little bit with college and stuff too, how it's kind of like a fresh start. Like, do you feel like at all when you went to London, like you had a personality shift at all? Like, were you more outgoing there because you didn't know anyone or whatever or was it just like you know same old you no i think i mean i don't think i had a personality change i I don't remember much like i don't remember Mm -hmm. enough about my personality before and after yeah do you feel like you were less shy or anything though or were you still pretty shy uh i i became less shy Mm -hmm. uh and just playing golf really helped with that because that's where i learned golf london so it was you were young huh you started golf yeah, I, I, I really got into golf when I was about nine. Oh, okay, damn. So that really helped because it was, 
I mean, to become a member of that golf club that I was trying to get, which, I mean, I had to, as a nine-year-old, I had to get interviewed by, like, a guy to see if I was able to meet the standards for their junior golfers. Like, behavior standards or what kind of standards? Like, it's not just, like, Yeah, just, like, standards of, standards of, like, are you respectful? Do you have Ah, table manners? Like, just, like, all that stuff. And so it really helped me figure out how to, like, be respectful and just, like, talk to older people. Yeah. And, like, you know, I don't know. My, My biggest problem has always been, like, especially when I was a kid, it was always being able to make eye contact and like mm-hmm. talk with eye contact. Mm-hmm. And so golf really helped me with that. Cause it was getting into golf. It's just, I was at the golf course like six, seven, eight hours a day every weekend. And it's mainly adults there. So it's, yeah. I had to talk to a lot of people. So uh, you get used to it. That's kind of crazy too. Like the interview thing, because like, what if they did that for every sport? You know what I mean? Like, what if you were trying to get on the football team and they were like, yo, you got to sit down and we have to have a discussion and I need to see how well I mean, you behave. Football and stuff. team, I essentially had the same thing when I joined this year. I had, really, I, though? I had some kind of an. I You're mean, knuckle cracking. You can oh, hear yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, when I, when, I, when I first wanted to join football, I just got. I got the coach's phone number, and so I texted him saying, hey, I'm interested in joining. And so, I mean, I just had to have, before, I, I came I came at the start of a practice. Yeah. In, I don't know, the middle of the summer. And I just talked to him about joining, but it was about a, it was about a 10 minute conversation. And I mean, he, it, it was, it was somewhat interrogative, but it was, it was just more like, it, it it was, I, I could do football if I wanted to. He just wanted to see why I waited so long yeah, to want to join. Yeah, what your reasoning was. Yeah. So why did you wait so long to join? Because <laughs> uh, you started your senior year, which I feel like most people is not the case. I just, yeah. It was, the main reason for it was, well, so I always wanted to play football. Or mm-hmm. I, I wanted to play football a lot. Or, or I wanted to in high school. But my main sport has always been golf. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I want, so I wanted to be a D1 golfer and I felt like if I want to be a D1 golfer, I need to be committing all my time to that. And football is, I mean, football is a full commitment. You're, I mean, they just started their practices for yeah, next year. They're it's crazy. So, I mean, if you're doing football, you're doing football 11 months right, a year. Right, you're in it. <laughs> right? So it's a. Uh, it's a big, it's a big commitment, and I, I kind of said I, I felt like I needed to really commit myself to golf because that's what I wanted, and so I was, I didn't want to have anything in the way of that. And yeah. this summer, going into senior year, I had a really bad summer for golf, and it was, uh, so I was, I was pretty, I was getting close going into the summer, getting uh, for to try getting a D one offer. I was getting close to offers. But I was in a tight race with with the three main schools that I wanted to go to. I was in a tight race with like six or seven other guys, mm. and so they kind of just said, you know, we'll leave it in the we'll leave it up to the summer to kind of see who we can, who who's like who pulls ahead, kind of yeah, thing. who yeah. who we would want yeah. And so this summer I was really, I just really didn't play well. That's and, so much stress, though. That oh, it's like it was, all on one summer almost. I mean, I mean, yeah, it was it was very stressful, and I I don't think I handled it very well, and that's probably the main reason. In hindsight, the main reason why I really underperformed was because I was putting too much pressure on myself. Yeah, and so before I before every tournament, I would feel like oh, I would I would be telling myself like this is the day where we need to like go off and just like really really turn turn things around and every day it just kept getting worse and worse and so i hate i can like feel that (laughs) as you say oh it was not it was (laughs) like it all so and then so anyways at the end of the summer it all i had a tournament up in seattle Mm. and it was a really big tournament for me i mean i wanted to 
I don't know. That tournament, it was, I really felt like something was going to, like, like I was going to yeah. figure it out. And it all went completely south. So, Fuck. and it was, the hardest part for it was, the hardest part, the hardest thing I had to deal with was I really did give it everything I had and I tried my absolute hardest. Mm. And it and nothing good came out of that. Yeah, it just like wasn't enough. <laughs> it just hurt. And then the next day, I came out, and I was completely trashed. Yeah. Because I I just didn't have anything left, so I was Jesus. trashed. And then after, after that tournament, golf became different for me, and I just didn't want to be around it for a bit. And it just really didn't make me happy or give me any drive. And so I needed to do something. And I had a lot of friends that were on the football team. And so they just kind of said, join. Yeah. Like, why not? And I was kind of, I was kind of down. So I did it. And uh, yeah, it was was, a lot of fun. Yeah. I I really, I'm really happy I chose to do that. When you stopped golf too, to do football, like, were you thinking at the time, like, this is, this is me quitting golf or this is me like taking a break? It was, it wasn't either of those. It was kind of. Because for so long, I never took a break from golf. I mean, football was, it was the longest period of time away from golf since I was about 13 years old. Jeez. So five, six years. And so I kind of, I kind of took it as a time to say, look, take some time away from golf. See how, see how you feel about golf after like four months off. And if you still miss it after four months, then... You know, you'll know it means something to you. Right. But if you if you can live without it, then move on. <laughs> then kinda, yeah, if it if it if you feel like it's not necessary to what you want to do, then mm-hmm. and you're happy, you know, just being a just playing golf recreationally, yeah. then do that. But like in stopping golf and stuff, did you feel like it was good for you mentally to kind of get that break and get that Definitely. time away? Definitely. I needed, I, I mean, to a large extent, I was just burnt out from it. Yeah. So I just needed time away to get, to get clarity. And I couldn't get, I couldn't get clarity when I was trying to play golf. Yeah. Six, seven, eight hours a day, every day. It was. That's so crazy. Oh my God. Did you feel, so like after football and stuff, did you feel like you had a better sense of like whether you wanted to be doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's during football. And I mean, still now I think about golf. I was thinking about golf every day Yeah. since I quit and I have, and it was never really able to leave me. But how was the football experience then for you too? Cause obviously it was still just like a mental break and stuff from golf, but like in terms of most fun I've ever had, really most fun I've ever had. Damn. It's it really is just like a complete brotherhood. Yeah. And like every guy on that team, even though I was on the team for the shortest time out of anybody, mm-hmm. they all made me feel completely welcome since day one. And yeah. I love all of them and they're the best guys ever. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's really fun. Like every time I see any of them, I just, you, you want to, you want to go talk to them and you want, like it's, yeah. it, it, it's the most fun I've ever had. without a doubt yeah that kind of like team connection is something i miss so much yeah and that's that's what i missed a lot because golf you don't have a team connection you have yourself and And hours of time yeah by yourself so you just have to be okay being lonely it's so crazy (laughs) i feel like that's the thing like i don't feel like i could do golf because i just can't spend that much time like alone with in my head you know, you you get used to it though. Time passes pretty quickly. You find yeah. things to do. I would always make it competing against myself, mm. and try. And that's how I was trying to make myself better. Is I have to be better than the last shot, or better than the last day, or yeah. whatever. And I mean that's I mean that's how I think everything should be is trying to make yourself better. Right. Uh, and that's how I did. Is I was, you know, mm-hmm. I was just very I was very competitive with myself. Yeah. Do you feel like that kind of mentality, though, like, bled over into other areas of your life? Like, were you like that at all in school and other, like, arenas? Uh, school? No. <laughs> uh, 
most other things, yes. Why do you think it didn't, like, apply to school, though? <laughs> You're grinning already. <laughs> I don't like school. I mean, yeah. it was, it was, that's the main thing. It was... I just don't... I, I don't like school, and... I, I feel like er, in the earlier years of high school, I was really trying, but it was one of those things where it was like, I have to give my full effort, and it's really hard to do that with something you just don't like. Yeah. And to the people that are able to do that, to give a full effort and absolutely hate school and get good grades, I applaud you. I'm not one <laughs> of those people. Yeah, see, I'm not one of those people either because it's like... Yes, you no, are. No, 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 because listen, caveat, <laughs> because I do, like, get good grades and stuff and I do, like, do all my shit and stuff, but I actually like school. You so like learning? Yeah. Like, I like school in general, and so that's my... What about that's learning the do you like, though? Or, like, what about, like... Well... I like learning stuff I'm interested in, so I guess that. I mean, be... I do. I do too. Yeah, I mean, I'm I guess just that's not interested in anything that school offers. For that's the, most the thing. Part. Like, I really like the classes that I'm taking this year. Like, I'm actually genuinely interested in all of them. So yeah, and that's what it was like for me more so in years past. But this yeah. year, this year my classes are kind of like I'm, I'm not taking many classes, and so the only classes yeah, you just I'm really... dropped here first. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean. I just made it so I could have a free first and a free mm -hmm. second. And so now you have four classes, right? Four classes but, and one of them is a TA. So you're same period. with me, basically. Yes. That's so crazy. Well, one of them is a TA class. Oh my so god. Well, I, one of mine is ceramics. So. And and but one I'm of, basically one of mine used to be ceramics. And then you dropped it. Yes. But I'm basically doing five classes. Not well. I'm not five. doing the work from it, but like. I sit in on your philosophy class. You do sit in on our philosophy class. I just added an extra class to my schedule. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you do that. I would just go home. Nah, I sleep. like it because I'm interested. That's the thing. Yeah, it's an, it, it, it's can, it can be an interesting class sometimes. I think it's interesting. I like it a lot, but it's fun to just sit in on it. But yeah, it's kind of funny that like, I'm not getting any credit for it. You just like, it doesn't mean there. anything. Yeah. I just love yeah. being there, which I feel like is a testament to like. Are you taking an English class though, or? Because mm -mm. I took oh, one okay. over the summer at West Valley. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, if I have nothing else to do, anyways. Well, like, why would you go to English philosophy if you already have an English class? Yeah, no. But that makes more sense. Exactly, and uh, that was kind of the whole thinking behind it too. Was like I don't want to miss out on like senior English sort of things. I feel like that's when people get. Did you miss bond. out on it? Oh yeah, you missed out on it last year. Yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't do like anything last year. But yeah. Anyways, back to you, because okay. you're the star. What what was kind of like your home life like growing up and kind of through middle school and stuff too? Do you feel like that affected, I don't know. I feel like people don't take their home life into account very much when they think about other areas of their life, but it actually plays like a really big role. Does that make sense? Yes. Like when you're a kid, you know, you kind of, you see shit or stuff happens at home, but like you feel like it's separate, right? Like, oh, this is home, this is school, or this is home, this is friends, or whatever. But in reality, it all kind of bleeds together. I mean, for me, it, there was a very direct correlation for, yeah. between uh, school and family life. So, I mean, I about fifth grade, my parents split up, and it was a real ugly divorce. Mm -hmm. And so, for me... I, as a fifth grader, as a 12-year-old, 11-year-old, something, yeah, like, something that, like that, all the way through up until, I mean, still to a certain extent now, but mainly up until, uh, up through middle school, it was, it was really affecting me, because it was just, there was so much shit going on at mm -hmm. home, The school was the last thing I wanted to care about, and so that's just kind of, yeah, you know. Do you remember, like, the things leading up to the divorce and stuff? Like, do you remember what home was like yeah. before that? Yeah, so I mean, my my parents, so they got a divorce because my dad cheated on her, and uh, cheated on my mom. And so I have one real memory of, one memory that I can, that's just burned into my head. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> from about, it was a few weeks before we uh, I was told that mm -hmm. my parents were splitting. And so it was uh, 
it was like after school one day or something and I was watching TV no, I was playing rock band I remember this because I was playing rock band and I was a beast at playing the drums on rock band nice and then so I was like I was like I was going real well and then I just saw my mom crying and that was the first time I ever saw my mom cry damn and so I was just like what's going on here like yeah something's up and so uh and that was I later found out that was when she found out my dad was cheating on her and so she was she was going through the thick of it and uh I was very confused. I just yeah. rem- I just remember being very confused. And then being an 11-year-old or 12-year-old, I was kind of like, well, she won't talk to me, so I'll go back to playing rock band. Damn. <laughs> yeah. And it's it like, was, how are you even supposed to process it? You yeah. don't know what's happening. And it was later that I found out what was going on there. How so, much later did it take for you to like find uh, out the whole backstory? No one told me until... I would say until three years later. Wow. Which really pisses me off still to this day. But back then, I think that's one of the main reasons why we all got into a bunch of shit. Especially me and my mom mm-hmm. would get in. A, me and my mom and my sister we would all get in a bunch of fights. Mm-hmm. And, and your sister's like, older. How many years older is she? Three and a half? Okay. Four? Yeah. So, yeah. But she's March 98, um, August 01. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Three and a half years. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What were we talking about? You, all of you guys would get in a bunch of shit. Yeah, we would all just get into a bunch of arguments together. And the worst thing for me is, I remember, at least in the early stages of my parents splitting up, mm-hmm. the main reason why I was mad is because I was just confused. And I didn't know what was going on. And I wanted, I wanted a why for what was going on. Yeah. And I felt like, and at that point, my sister already knew because she was much more intuitive than me. And, mm-hmm. and she's older. Yeah, you know? she was older. And so she she knew. And so I just remember feeling very confused, angry, and I felt like everyone was hiding something from me. Mm. And so was, that would just make me more mad. And Yeah, I, that's shitty. Right? Shitty feeling. And so I remember, I, I don't think I was even supposed to be told what happened, mm-hmm. but it was just, it, someone, I think my sister just told me in a fight Yeah. when we were, it was cause like I was, I was getting all mad at my mom cause I didn't, she, she never let me know that she really did nothing to cause the split of my parents. And so right. I was getting that, this is what makes me feel real bad is I was blaming her a lot of the time for it. When she really didn't deserve it. Yeah. So it was... It's, but you also didn't know, though. You know, it's, I, I it's didn't, like you can't blame yourself. I, I didn't know, but it doesn't make me feel better right. about it. Right. And, like, I don't I don't think I should have known, but I don't... <laughs> yeah. It's just hard. Cause like, I like, just knew I shouldn't have been that angry at her yeah. in general. And then finding out that she really didn't deserve any of it is, like, a different... It yeah. Is, <laughs> it just hurts. And it's hard, too, because you've got to think that she probably, her, like, reasoning for not just telling you probably was to not, like, affect your relationship with your dad. You know, like, she was probably still trying to maintain that, in a sense, because she didn't want you to, like, resent him or... Yeah. Or have... Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. she's still trying to, like, protect you in that in that way. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I do agree with that, because that's... My sister did find out, and her relationship with my dad went down the, went down the shitter. Yeah. And so they didn't. I don't think they had. A legitimate, conversation for about four years, wow. until I think. So yeah, my sister was in high school when this all happened. I don't think, I think from freshman year to senior year, she had like. Two conversations with my dad, something like that. Yeah, and I remember talking to her about it. And she was just like, I didn't have a. She was like in high school. I didn't. She she said her water polo coach was more of a father to her wow. during that time than. than That's my dad crazy. Was. Yep. That's crazy. Do you feel like? I don't know. During that time period, when you're like 
fighting with your your sister and your mom too did you end up like having the same kind of fights with your dad or was it just like no i was i was always scared of my dad Mm. my dad was always the one like it's I don't know. I was always scared of my dad. It's that's mm-hmm. just kind of how, the least I can say. Because my dad, my dad more so has always been the he's always been the disciplinary. He was always the disciplinarian of the mm-hmm. family, and he was he was always the firm one. And I've seen my dad pissed off before, and I don't yeah. want I don't want to, I don't want to get in front of that mm-hmm. that often. So early, unless I have to. So. What did he, like, what made him so scary to you as, like, a kid? I don't know. I mean, it's just, I think, I feel like dads have much more of a a scary, like... Scary like, factor. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. whenever, you, you remember when you were a kid and mm-hmm. like, your, parent, your mom's just like, I'm going to tell your dad about what yeah. happened. you're just like, shit. Like, shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd rather you deal with it. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. I guess that's true. It's kind of one of those things. And it just carried on, carried over so why do you think then that you were like fighting so much with your mom and your sister why like what was causing it like what did you guys get in fights about was there some underlying thing there where you just like didn't align on a lot of your views or it's just like it was a lot of it was i was just reluctant to change i didn't want i didn't want anything to change i just wanted it all go to to go back to normal and Mm so that was my way of Letting them know. Yeah, you're just like digging just, just your heels going, in. Just going ape shit all the yeah. time. And it was not good. What did, what did kind of your fights with your mom and your sister look like? Like, were they really volatile, or were they just like you guys were constantly like nagging at each other, and they just like built up, or was mm. it just like an explosion? <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> it it would go from like we were easily pissed off by each other mm-hmm. and then it would just turn into it was like so we would start arguing about some, whatever mm-hmm. and then it would just turn into we get mad at each other so we just start yelling at each other and just trying to say stuff to piss each other off yeah and then you do piss someone off eventually when you when you when you when you go when you go about it like that, it's yeah. It eventually hits it a happens. point, <laughs> and, then, and then there's just all the aftermath of everyone wanting to kill each other for mm-hmm. for a few days. So it was uh, it was just mainly that. Did you feel like the underdog or something ever? Because it's kind of like you oh, alone I felt, against yes, your mom and sister yes, all the time. Every, yeah, every that's gonna be tough time. though. It's not like fun. feeling like you're kind of on your own team and everyone else is like. As a group. You get used to it. I mean, I, that's kind of how I've... That's that's how I've always felt with the family, is I felt more so like an outsider mm. than and than anyone else, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, I wasn't... I was not surprised. Yeah. Or it never... It never... It never really made... Uh, like, I just, I just would understand that. My sister would... Uh, side with my mom regardless of anything Mm -hmm. and so it was it was me who was like a stressed out like 13 14 year old against two well my mom and my sister so just like two older people that are much smarter than me and so it just turned into I try arguing with them and I can't I can't verbally argue with them because they're just running circles around me that's I'd and then say, I just yeah. revert to I just revert to physical outbursts of anger sometimes. That and, and so then they would retaliate. So it was just it's it's crazy because that is like exactly what my mom used to say about like me and my sister. Because yeah. my sister is like not that much younger than I am. She's just sure. like she's like a year and a half younger than I am. But when we were like toddlers, I developed like verbal skills really quickly. Right. And so I my mom describes it exactly like that she's like you would talk circles around her and she would get so frustrated that she would bite you <laughs> yeah because so, I mean, like that was her way of expressing because she's just like overwhelmed and she's like i know i can't fight you with words because exactly. i don't know what the fuck you're even saying so i'm just gonna bite you and so yeah that was me against yeah two you're people. biting your <laughs> against two people so your mom like, and your sister exactly so when when that kind of happened and you would like have those like physical outbursts like what what kind of came of that? 
Well, I mean, I went to I went to CPS a few times, so that was a few times you did. Or it got reported a few times. Damn. I went to CPS for like an evaluation. I think twice, three How times. How old were you? Oh, last time I went, I was probably early eighth grade, seventh grade, something yeah. like. I I, I want to say seventh grade. I'm pretty sure. It, yeah, it was. It was seventh grade because it all happened in one house and, and like when this was when we were moving around a lot yeah. so the the worst part which i remember is just at this one house that we were at mm-hmm. for about a year so mm-hmm. that's that's where that's where it was really the worst and that was i think halfway through sixth grade like second half of sixth grade to end of seventh grade and then that summer going into eighth grade we moved so that period of like 18 months yeah was that was really bad what happened that like prompted cps to get involved um it was just i mean so what prompt like what prompted the the cps yeah like how did they what happened that made them even get involved in the first place it was so the one i remember best is my I, I just remember getting in a fight, and it's, I mean, it went exactly how I said. It's just, it starts off with something small, and then uh-huh. it just turns into a bunch of shit, and then it's, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get them to try and kill me, basically. Yeah. I'm just trying to get them to get Snap. as, ma- like, yeah, I'm, dr- I'm trying to break them. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I probably said some stuff, and then, and then it just turns into, like, I just remember they got me they 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 got me so mad that one time that I was trying to like destroy everything in the uh-huh. house. So I would I think in that night just like I broke many holes in the wall and like yeah. yeah. And like stuff and then and then they tried stopping me and they would because it was like they would what they would do and this is this is what I remember, like, what they would do always with fights is they would always get me so mad to a point where, like, I can't, I can't, like, sit still and I'm just, like, shaking with anger. And then they'd just throw me in my room and they'd be like, I don't want to deal with you anymore. Mm -hmm. Go to your room. And so they try, like, putting me in my room and I'm just like, I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to go back out and and get shit off my chest right now. Mm -hmm. And so we just did that and then they, I mean, it just escalated to physical harm and they would try they tried stopping me and it took the two of them to just like they would just they just basically pinned me down and they would like if I unless I moved I like it was I don't know it was just a lot of I just remember lying down on the floor with both of them holding me down mm-hmm. for a pretty good amount of time and if I'm if I tried moving at all and tried getting them off me, I would. I just was getting hit. Yeah. Or kicked. So I was like. Jesus. I just remember that, and then, what happened? Like then a few days later, I was at my dad's apartment at the time, mm-hmm. and. I just remember, so I I was walking around shirtless, and I just my entire chest. And stuff was bruised up. Mm-hmm. And so I was walking around shirtless and my dad is kind of like, what the, what the fuck did you get all those bruises from? Yeah. And I was, and I didn't know what to say. So I tried, I think I said something like I was, like it was when I was biking or something. He's like, how'd you get bruised up on the chest biking. <laughs> from biking? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know. So he eventually cracked me. Yeah. And uh, I just remember I told him what had happened and I just said don't don't get anyone involved in this don't tell don't tell the cops don't tell your therapist don't tell my mom's Mm -hmm. don't tell like the family therapist don't tell anyone or don't tell your lawyers and he was just like yeah I won't like just gotta like he 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 seemed very supportive Mm -hmm. and then the next day he told his lawyers my therapist 
and he made a push in it, this was in the middle of a custody battle so that yeah. was that was he tried leveraging it <laughs> yeah kind of, exactly yeah. and so it was uh yeah that was just kind of what happened mm-hmm. and then it was i would say a week later i had to go to the cps and they asked me just a bunch of questions about what happened what my like just what family life is like all that stuff just all the basic questions they were like me but grilling you harder (laughs) no i mean a lot of the questions were pretty easy answers like does your mom have a drinking or like does your mom drink alcohol does she do you get three meals a day do you have running water do you yeah just all that stuff did you yeah do you remember like consciously being like i can't be super honest with them or i should try to protect my family or i remember before i went so the last person i saw before i went in was my mom yeah and when she was driving me she was freaking the fuck out because this is when she was also in school to try and become a licensed therapist in mft yeah so if it got fuck if it got really bad then she would have lost her ability to practice therapy mm-hmm. and she had already put in like three years of that right of, of her time into that and she had worked her ass off and so I was just like I I, I kind of knew I was like I can't can't sell her out plus I didn't want to in the first place right so it just it was just kind of like I gotta like if they ask me anything about but anything serious that I think will like genuinely in, in like incriminate my mom yeah i would i would lie but they never really asked anything that was that like they were just kind of like they hit you and i was like yeah it's kind of my fault though and i just mm-hmm. kind of talked about it a bit but i was very cautious about yeah it. it's kind of crazy though because it's like you're you're carrying that burden and like you're still trying to like protect your family you know what i mean sure. and like which is to be expected, like, I've, I've done the same thing before where you're just trying to... You want the family to be safe and you don't want to cause any more problems. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't want to cause any more problems for myself as well. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want to go back it's to like the CPS and right. just talk to them. But it's like, that's so much on you as, like, a kid to be, like, trying to, like, not, yeah. you know, I mean, protect to, the family. To a certain extent, I felt like I put myself in that situation. Yeah, but it's it sucks to know to feel like you're causing problems. Definitely. Yeah. So I mean, that's just that's I, I mean, I don't like causing problems. I don't think anyone really does. Yeah. So it's just Do you feel like you did though through that those kind of circumstances? Oh yeah. 100% all the time. That's so hard though because it's like it's not your fault, you know, like you didn't do anything. Like you didn't Wait, are we just talking about one specific situation? Well, just like, one? yeah, that in general, but then like overall, like you... Overall know. and that one in general, I will take the blame nine times out of ten. Why? Why do you put it on yourself always? Because uh, I only know what was going through my head to a, to a certain extent. It was, it's a lot of that is I, I know I know what I did wasn't good mm-hmm. in a lot of those situations, so I have to take responsibility for what I did. Mm. Do you feel like that's maybe part of why you feel like kind of an outsider in like your own family is like that you cause problems? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons I think, I think I was causing problems because I felt like an outsider. Yeah. It's kind of like a feedback loop. Yeah. Is I I think I, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it was, it was, I felt, I just, yeah, since, since like the family split split I just really felt like no one was I don't know I just felt like the way it was for me in that whole time is I would go to my mom's house and every night there would be like it was like you're scared to talk to her you're scared to even look at her or else she's gonna lose her shit on you mm-hmm. and so you, I would go to my mom's house and I would I would feel like that to a point where it's just like you just kind of stay in your own lane and yeah, uh, stop. Try staying out of people, and then if they start asking you questions, like I would just 
like I was already so there was already so much pent up anger all the mm-hmm. time there that we were always at a boiling point. So it's just like you ask the wrong question to someone or you yes. say the wrong thing to someone and it's it's it's, it's on. Bad. Yeah. yeah. So I would go to my mom's house and I would feel like my sister hates me, my mom tolerates me to a certain extent but mm-hmm. you you get the feeling that it's really she's only really taking care of you because she has to yeah and i would go to my dad's house and it's just I, to a certain extent a lot of it was neglect but it was just like after after he uh kind of lied to me about the whole cps thing mm-hmm I just I just didn't want to talk to him about anything because yeah. I was like I don't want to I don't want to like if I can't if I can't trust him when I explicitly ask him to right not get anyone in trouble yeah why would you trust and he him again? blatantly lies to me then yeah. I just I just was like I don't want to be here I don't feel so it was just it was just I was getting I was getting ping ponged between between mm-hmm. houses and people that I feel like didn't want me and yeah. were just kind of stuck with me and so that's kind of how. Do you feel like that's kind of stayed in your like mentality to this day? Yeah. Kind of feeling like that? I mean, one of my biggest insecurities, I think, is just feeling left out or feeling like I'm on the outside. Mm-hmm. And that really, that it, it that more than anything eats at me a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just the insecurity and just the, the ang- anxiety you get from like feeling like, I don't know, am I do my friends actually like me or are they just kind of like, do they just feel bad for me? Right. And I mean, now at this point I've been, all my guys, all my guy friends, I've been, all my friends, I've just been friends with them for so long now that it's like, you feel more secure in that. Yeah. And it's also just, I've just gotten a lot better at working through shit like that. Yeah. So. And do you feel like that's, cause I mean, I would think that that probably was a big, reason that football was so great too was because you finally you know you had that feeling yes. of like i'm being welcomed here and uh-huh and it was it was also it, yeah it was something i needed yeah it's just every yeah that's what i really enjoyed about it everyone accepted me even to the coaches the coaches like i was probably i, I think i was told like yeah the coaches might not care as much about you because you're just kind of yeah coming here as a senior late just in the to, game to, just to fuck around a bit mm-hmm I was like, all right, but even the coaches, they were all very welcoming and like I, you know. Yeah. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the atmosphere mm-hmm. of that. And like, throughout all this time too, do you feel like it took kind of a mental toll on you too? Like, were you, I don't know, struggling with how you saw yourself then because of it? And like, did you feel like, I don't know, do you feel down on yourself at all? Do you feel kind of hopeless? All these things. Yeah. I mean, I always, I, I, I don't know. My mental state is, is a weird thing. Cause I never felt, I never felt like I was genuinely like unstable. Yeah. And I just, I think to a certain extent, a lot of what was going on was just like, I just didn't know how to control my anger and control my emotions, mm-hmm. which makes sense because I was a 13 year old or whatever yeah but it I I just remember I wasn't able to like like I remember talking to people and they're just like when when you get mad like that you just have to like take a few deep breaths and calm down and I was just like fuck that (laughs) no no, I was just like I can't do that because then they just tell me shit that pisses me off and right and then then it keeps going I get more mad and it's just like it's not like I, I can't there's no there wasn't any way to like bring it down yeah unless yeah so like unless they unless they would like throw me in my room and then that would just get me more mad most times right so like in seeing cps too and obviously like with the custody battle and stuff you you had to see a therapist right yeah so i saw a therapist from about fifth grade to eighth grade and how was that experience for you i did not like therapy (laughs) i (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Therapy is a weird thing for me. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel comfortable, and it's uh t- and even worse for the most part. I was forced to go. Yeah, to therapy. I feel like that's a big part of it. That that was a big part because I mean I wasn't. I was getting dragged there, and then they mm-hmm. would 
they would try talking to me about stuff and I'm like, I'm not going to talk to you. You're just a, you're, you're not, you're not a therapist. I mean, you're just a stranger to me. Right. So there's no point in me. Like, I, I was just like, Why you're am not, I gonna you're not gonna help, you're not gonna help me with anything. Yeah. And so I would just kill time by playing board games with them. <laughs> Solid. I got, I got to play a lot of board games. Nice. Do you feel like good. you would ever consider therapy again now? Now that you, you know, it's not gonna be something that someone else is saying you have to do. It's gonna be of your own volition. I mean... I think so. I mean, I've done, I've done similar stuff to it. So I went and saw, I think my mom sent me to, or not my mom, like I, I willingly went to see a life coach like once or twice, mm. like last year. Mm-hmm. And that was, it's a, it's a very similar thing to therapy. Uh, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're very similar, but like they're just, they're, they're very similar in the way that it's just really just about talking to someone and getting mm-hmm. stuff out. The but what they, what they try to build on with you is different. Yeah. So like, is it life coaching is more about. It's more about making you yourself better mm-hmm. and like trying to be better in the future, and therapy is more about like, understanding what's happened in your past and like. Mm-hmm. And just, like, not, like, just being okay with what has happened. Yeah. So. Do you, so, having the experience of a life coach and stuff, though, do you feel like that, would you still be interested, though, in seeing a therapist, potentially? I don't know. It depends on the situation. But, like, there there are certain things that, like, like, one of the things I have a really big problem with is sleep. So, Mm -hmm. I, when I was getting, I I get really bad sleep, and I don't sleep well. And Mm -hmm. so when I was going through the worst part of it, which I was, I was working on during the school year, I was working on like two and a half hours of sleep a day. Oh my God. And it was like, it got to the point where like, I couldn't, I couldn't sit down during the day. Cause I felt like I was, if I sat down, I was just gonna like, like pass out. Oh my God. So It's brutal. <laughs> yeah. But like you get, I mean, I don't know. You just deal with it. Then that, at that point I was, I was considering going to therapy just to talk about, just to like to, to see like what can I do to make my sleeping habits better, yeah. and just like, yeah, because a lot of times that is tied better. to mental health and stuff too. Yeah, and I mean it's I I can definitely tell that's one of the reasons why is why I can't sleep well at night is mm-hmm. nights where I'm very anxious and like I I'm just like my head's racing and like I'm just thinking about everything and million miles an hour yeah that's when i can't sleep right can't turn it off exactly so yeah and i know you said you told me that you're gonna see a psychiatrist though too yeah that's more for to get adderall don't even fuck with me on this shit though but i know what you mean that's more for like to get tested for ad yeah you gotta explain that or at least least that's my that's my goal out of this yeah so then psychiatric help the problem is you say it like that though and it makes it sound like you're just in it to like get the drugs which like i get i mean i kind of i kind of am i know but i think like when you say it like that first of all you need to preface that like you're gonna be tested for adhd it's not just like i want adderall so i can fucking trip on adderall well no yeah that's i mean i want it so i can do homework and stuff right you want it to function better I do need it to function. Exactly. Like. But it, like when you say it just straight out, like, I want that ad at all, it makes it sound like you're going to try to use it recreationally. No, I mean, I've, uh, I've taken it recreationally. It's not fun. Yeah. Well, the thing is... Or, is, or it is fun, but it's like... It's a different weird. experience for... As a med- Okay, and again, kind of preface, not a licensed psychiatrist or therapist, so take what I say with a grain of salt, but... For, from what I understand, like using Adderall when you're not someone with ADHD or ADD, it doesn't, the, the effect it has on you is very like, bad. It, it just, yeah, it like it over energizes you, it overstimulates you. And so you end up what, behaving. What is it like the equivalent like, of like speed or something? Well, yeah, a bit. Yeah. It's like controlled cocaine kind of, but for someone who has ADHD or ADD, 
it has the opposite effect, right? It's calming of the the mind and body, and it helps you focus. It balances stuff exactly. Out. So it's like depending on whether or not you have, you know, what your the chemical balance in your brain looks I like. Have, it's going to be different. I think I have a good amount, a, a pretty bad attention. Yeah, I mean, just from um, observation. I would just from exactly, being your friend, exactly. I would agree with that. You've seen me in class. It's like I just yeah, like, I, uh, yeah. I mean, so and even just like you've been really good today, but just <laughs> in general, like fidgetiness and yeah, that no, kind it's... of stuff too. But do you feel like that impacts kind of your life a lot and like your attention span? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a reason why I have a tough time doing homework. Yeah, because I just get way too. Like I just I just hit a point where I can't focus anymore. So yeah. like if I like if I'm writing a paper, it'll take me I wanna say twice as long as it'll take yeah. the average person or a competent person. It'll take me twice as long. So like, <laughs> I remember this. We had to make a we had to make a speech for uh our, one of our football coaches, me and, hmm. me and a Oh friend. yeah, I remember when you were writing this. We had to make a speech for a football coach. Uh, at our banquet and I I remember we just both got on Google Drive and we like shared the document so mm-hmm. we could see I could see that person typing while yeah. I was typing and it was literally <laughs> a little bit of a pace difference it was there like, you just heard him typing the whole time yeah and at the end of like 30 minutes he's got I've got two lines mm-hmm. like I've got two sentences and he's got like a pair he's got like four he's got like two minutes of of like talking of talking <laughs> and i've got i've got like a tiny little mm-hmm. uh, i've got like a sentence like an introductory sentence and then like something that i could try building on yeah and then i was like That's all right crazy. we'll work on it tomorrow and he's like, okay <laughs> <laughs> okay and in terms of stuff too because i know you briefly mentioned using adderall recreationally i've done it once recreationally what else have you done recreationally I'm honestly not that I'm not that uh, curious with drugs as much as yeah. most people think. I I don't explore it as much as most people or as much as my closer friends. So yeah. I've, I've done psychedelics like once before, mm-hmm. but I, I need to. I don't know. It, I didn't. I didn't take in, take enough to like. From what I've heard, I didn't take enough to like legitimately experience it. Mm. So I'll take that trip with a grain of salt i my main thing is just i smoke weed for mm-hmm. the most part and drink just that mm-hmm. as well as <laughs> as, yeah, as well as uh as well as nicotine so yeah oh yeah yeah that's what you thought i was looking <laughs> I, at that's, you for. that's what i thought you were trying to get out of <laughs> how's how's the quitting going uh not well oh yeah did you resume already again well i haven't since yeah, last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since last night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's hard to quit that stuff. Yeah. Not fun. Do you think that parents are, like, rightfully concerned about nicotine Definitely. devices yes. and stuff? I do not think kids should have the accessibility to it. But we do. Yeah. It's just, like, I mean, our parents, too, like, had the same thing, really, with cigarettes. And just were, I don't know. Do you think they're... We're going to suffer the repercussions. Yeah. Do you think that it's easier to get access, though, to, like, nicotine devices, like, you know, like, jewels and shit today? 100%. Yeah. I know from personal experience. It's just, like... (laughs) How quickly could you get one if you wanted one right now? If I wanted to get one, I could get... I could get a vape in 10 minutes. Jesus. That's crazy to think about. And how long would it take you to get booze if you wanted to? Uh, I mean, it depends. It's, I mean, if you have a fake ID, you just go to your nearest yeah, whatever but and just get you anything. don't, correct? For me, so for me to get someone yeah. with a fake ID, or if I had to, like, steal alcohol or something, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly... Alcohol is different because, like, we were we were doing this yesterday. We were buying alcohol, but it's when you're with a group of people, it's just like it it takes time because you're trying to get all the money together. Yeah. So you're just trying to like we had like we had eight guys and we were like, all right, we want to get this amount this much alcohol, so right. we need to get this much money. So eight guys 
48 bucks, six bucks a person. Mm -hmm. We just had to get six bucks from every person. And so like some got half the guys will be like, or two of the guys will be like, let me Venmo this person and he'll cover for me or whatever. And it's just, it gets more complicated because you're just dealing with more people. Yeah. But if like, if like a person with a fake ID individually just wanted to go buy themselves a beer at like Seven Eleven, it would take them like thirty seconds. Yeah. How, however far away they are from Seven Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever they wherever. But do you think generally in terms of like access to stuff, it's easier? Because like I also think about younger kids, like freshmen and stuff, who yeah use a lot of nicotine devices. Like so, nicotine devices is different, and smoke shops are different. Yeah. Than alcohol. I just feel like those are so much more accessible to, to younger kids. Yes. Because, like, a senior, like, you can pass a lot of times with a fake ID. You, we don't, I don't know any freshmen who have a fake ID and who could get away with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that, well, the that's thing a is problem with smoke for younger shops, kids. It's like, smoke shops care less. Or, like, there, there are certain, uh, I mean, with alcohol, it's just such, so much more of a fine line. But, like, yeah. if you go into a smoke shop, they, they're... Their main goal, I guess, I mean, I don't know. They just don't care as much. There mm-hmm. are more smoke shops that are more open to selling to, to underage, underage yeah. kids than, than liquor stores. No yeah. no liquor store is ever going to be like... Just wink, like, wink. Like, Go yeah, ahead and yeah, take yeah it. exactly. <laughs> They're all just going to be like, can I see your ID yeah. or whatever. Most smoke shops do that as well, but there are more. there there are more smoke shops that are... That don't do it than liquor stores yeah. that don't do it. Do you think, does it concern you at all knowing all of like the health risks and stuff that come with like vaping and stuff? Yeah. But does it, has it made any difference in terms of you like trying to quit? No, not really. I mean, to a certain extent with the, with nicotine, it turns into just like, you almost get used to, you almost get used to it. Mm-hmm. Used to the, to what it does to your lungs. Yeah. And so your lungs are always at kind of like a constant feeling shittiness. Yeah. Feeling of shittiness. And so. And you're just, you just acclimate? Yup. And you just kind of, you just kind of like get used to it and then it doesn't affect you as much. And then the worst is when you try going back on it after quitting for like after, like when you break. Mm-hmm. Like if I took, like I took, I took like 12 days off not too long ago. And I remember coming back from it, it was just like, after ripping it the first time, one, you immediately regret it. Yeah. And then two, your lungs just immediately feel like they shrink. And yeah. They just, like... Jesus. You also have to explain what ripping means. You have to like define it, like pretend you're Urban Dictionary. Okay, when I say, when I say ripping a vape or something, it just means smoking anything yeah rip the chong rip the vape okay now you have to say what the chong is the chong the bong ripping you have to the, explain it all a bong is a device or not no a device, no i mean they it? know what a bong is i think for the most part right okay, like that's common I hope, sense i hope so but it's like whenever you use slang that's like wouldn't necessarily Lord. make sense like I a know. chong like i wouldn't know what a chong was if you said it at like <laughs> you know i mean yeah but that's know. why you gotta be urban dictionary man all right. But if I say if I say rip for anything, that usually means, you know, I'll just try not saying rip. <laughs> no, you can say out. it. <laughs> no, you can say it. You defined it now. It makes sense now. Now okay. you can say it. Now you're fine. We're good. Just want you, you want the people at home to feel like to feel like they they, they, they can follow what's happening. Yeah. Uh huh. And do you feel like smoking weed though is is any different for you? Like, do you feel I don't know? Do you feel as like I don't want to say addicted? Weed, I mean, but, like, obviously, attached. smoking weed has less. I mean, it's obviously less addicting Yeah. for me because I think the main thing with smoking weed is it's much more long-term than nicotine. Mm-hmm. Because nicotine is such a short-burst uh, drug, you can do it and it won't affect you for that long. Yeah. But if you make the decision to get high before class or get high before you do something, that, 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 that decision actually affects you more. Or at least That's for true. me. And so like... You have to deal with the consequences more. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only consequences you can really get, other than the health, but like the only instant consequences you can get uh, from 
vaping is like Nick sickness, but that yeah, that's very rare. Do you think? I don't know. Do you think you ever use the weed and stuff to like ease your anxiety? Like, do you feel like that helps for you? No, it it raises my anxiety. Really. For the most part. I mean, I've, it's gotten a lot better, but mm-hmm. definitely when I first got into smoking weed, it was just like, you feel so, you you feel like you're standing out a lot more when yeah. you're high. And like, I don't know. That's I, kind of I'm anxiety more, provoking. I'm, yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel like I'm much more aware of like the little stuff I do that just mm-hmm. subconsciously, I'm just like, why did I do that? Why yeah. did I, why why did did I, I say that? that? Yeah. Why did I like... You know, and so it's it, it definitely makes you a little more anxious if you're that type of person. Yeah. If you could go back in time, do you think you would have never picked up vape in terms of like yes. Nick, Nick device? I wish I'd never did it. Yeah. Genuinely. You hear that, kids? Don't ever... <laughs> don't pick one up to start with. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's just like... I don't, I I don't, feel, I I don't recommend... So I don't condone... I don't condone it. Yeah. I just feel bad for the younger kids, you know, who've, like, grown up on this and, like, then this is just, like, normal to them and... You know it's what I mean? Ju- it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't know, but it just sucks. It's, it's, it's happens. It's I I think it's it's been skipping generations. So like our grandparents grew up with all like the Cigs the boom stuff. of cigarettes, yeah. and then we're the ones dealing with like the boom of of nicotine devices and yeah. vaping. And then two generations later, they're gonna because we'll like the next yeah. generation is gonna go on this whole like all we all know vaping's bad because we're all gonna suffer the consequences right. of it. It's gonna be like so the, the next generation is gonna know what's going on. Yeah, and then the generation after that, something new is gonna come out. And they're, gonna and they're like, like cool. oh, that was like that was like sixty years ago. Right, it doesn't matter. right. <laughs> it's Very gonna be true. the same thing. Very true and freaky how it is true. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm interested to see what what happens. Jesus. So, do you think that there's anything that parents can do and stuff? Like, because I know that freaks parents out. Like, I understand why I would get it, but like, what do you even do? I think the best thing parents can do is be supportive. In what way? I just, I mean, like, I don't know. If you're a parent, I think if you catch your kid with a vape, and like, just get give them a lot of shit for it and get them in a lot of trouble, it just makes them more, like for. At least with guys. Yeah. I think because that's just kind of, with a lot of guys, that's more so their mentality. Like if you take like something away, if then. you take something away from me, like I'm going <laughs> to. I want it more. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> you know, or, but it's, yeah. If they get you in trouble and they make you feel like really, I don't know. It, it's, yeah. It's just one of those things. If, yeah. Like, they just take it away and just tell you like everything that's bad about it and like how trying to scare you all this stuff yeah i think yeah because that's the thing i think like i don't know if i would say like be supportive but i think i would say like know that like i don't know make sure your kid knows that they talk to you about it just getting mad at them and taking it away right it's gonna have adverse effects exactly intending yeah i think it would be just gonna make them figure out how to hide it better right right i think it would be like give them some incentive to try to stop like maybe help them in that arena give them give them resources do you know what I mean? Just like be supportive in that sense of like yeah, I mean show to them a, that you're there for them. And to a certain extent, I just that. also I just also believe in like stay out of my business. <laughs> no, just feed, like I mean, it's, when as a parent, there's sometimes things you can't do to just like you can't you can't control your kid all the time. No, very true. And so sometimes you just have to let your kid be stupid and learn Make from their, their learn from their yeah learn yeah. from their mistakes. It's true. It's true. I was, we had family friends here the other day and they were talking about, um, like different types of parenting. Cause you know, we've all heard like helicopter parent, that kind of stuff. Oh, tiger parents. Yeah. Like, tiger tiger parents. moms. And then there's like, I heard a new one yesterday, which was like a curling parent. And What's it's that? like, they, um, they basically like, it's like curling, like the sport, the sure. parent is like paving the way and they're like literally smoothing out the ice in front of the kid, like completely eliminating <laughs> any single form of like possible obstacle, yeah. you know, or like a bump in the road, like literally just making mm-hmm. it as smooth as possible. Exactly. And I think that was really interesting in terms of like talking about ways that you can parent and how like all of those are going to have consequences, right? Like when you're the helicopter parent, 
your kid never gets to like live their own life, figure out who they are, do all these things. And I they're going to be has... more rebellious. Exactly. And, and then, I think then you send them off to college. And they're like, let's they fucking don't know, go. They don't, have to, they don't have to answer to anyone yeah. anymore. And they then... go wild. Those are the kids that go wild. I know. And then it's like the curling ones too. It's like if your kid never experiences any kind of hardship or any kind of time any where they like have to learn. Or... Sadness. Or yeah. Just... Then they're not going to be prepared at all. If you don't, if you don't let them grow from anything, they're just going to. Yeah. Not grow from anything. Yeah. And I think about, too, like, all these things where, you know, all these obstacles that, that I've run into in life. And it's like, if I hadn't experienced all these obstacles prior to that, I would be really fucking, like, overwhelmed and just, like... Not understand how to yeah, deal with it. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have any of the skills to, to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Which is kind I mean, of fucking crazy. Yeah. That's what my parents are kind of saying. Because, like, I, I mean... My parents are very big advocates for, I need to get the fuck out of the house. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, they, I mean, I was like, I remember I I was thinking about going to just community college, Mm -hmm. local, just to, just to save money. And both of my parents said, sure, that's a good idea for, like, that's financially smart. But get the fuck out of the house. But get the fuck out of the house, because they're like, there's nothing more we can teach you. You need to go, like... The only way you're going to grow as an adult and into, like, a competent person is if you just go and, like, get thrown get thrown into the right. end and just right. figure it out from there. Yeah. It's very true. So. So do you think, like, what do you think, I always ask people this at the end, too, like, if you had to give, like, some kind of words of wisdom or advice to either, you know, your younger self or someone right. younger who'd be listening, what do you think you would say? For me, it's a lot of just about trying. I'm trying to learn right now about caring less about what other people think, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get better at just being more, more not too like, not not like in a mean way. Just like being happy doing what you're doing, and if you're like, if you don't, if what you think you're doing is, I don't, I don't know. I'm not wording this well. Just, just care less about what other people think of you and your mm-hmm. actions and just be happy, be more okay with the decisions you make and less worried about how other people are going to react to it. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you can't control what other people think. So Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right, man. Thanks Two for doing up. this. Two thumbs up with your one hand in the cast. Yeah, so, yep. <laughs> Oh, thank you for doing this, though. I'm happy I did it.